let the Spirit of God minister to you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you could close your eyes with me and let God give you strength this morning to come from Him. To hear what the Spirit of God has for you.
Let us sing one more time, your love, oh Lord. Your love, oh Lord, hallelujah, reaches to the heaven. Your faithfulness, hallelujah, hallelujah, reaches to the sky. Is that your confession? Oh Lord, you're my strength. Oh Lord, you're my joy. Oh Lord, you're my peace. Lord, you're the one that fills my heart. You're the one that fills my soul, Lord. And you're just telling the Lord in your heart, there's no other place that I would rather be. Are you opening up your heart this morning to hear from him? Because my brother, my sister, I want to tell you something. These songs that we sing, they're not just words that we repeat. But I believe when we sing these songs, heaven comes down. Because it inhabits the praises of His people. And I'm so glad this morning that He knows your name. He knows my name. And the singers can help us sing that song. As I hope and pray and believe that you're going to open your heart because Jesus is here. Saints, these are not just words that we speak. 
I'm fully aware that I'm standing behind this sacred desk. The anointing of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Even before you came, my brother, my sister, Jesus spoke and said, Where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be right there. Before you came for service this morning, 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave a promise. Because he knew you were going to be here.
Yes, because Lord, we want to know more of you. Lord. Lord, you knew us this much that you left the glory of heaven to come and redeem us all. Lord Jesus Christ, we come this morning. Yes, Christ, we come appreciations and thanksgiving of what you've done. Lord. Heavenly Father, as I stand before your people, Lord, with your sacred word before me, Lord, behind this sacred desk, your sacred bride, as I stand before them, the patches of your blood, Lord, Lord our desire this morning that we can get to that level of intimacy with you. Lord, that we will know you the same way you know us. Lord Jesus Christ, we will get to this realization that the words of that song is true. That Lord, you see us. You know our names. You know each and everything that we go through. You see each and every tear that falls. Maybe there is someone here and I know that there is that has been having questions about their life that have been crying to you day and night that have been a cup in their hearts Lord Jesus may you come and speak to them this morning that they can have that realization that I have a father and the father knows my name that when I call he hears when I cry he sees my tears Lord Jesus Christ, there is nothing that escapes your attention. Bring us to this level, Father. And our coming to this service this day. Lord, we will leave this place knowing that you are with us. That you are in us. 
that you're in us. That there is nothing that escapes your eyes. And we can get to that point like David. Where we can say even though I walk. I know. Lord, you've placed this thought in my heart. But Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you. Asking that you, Lord, you may take away my mind. Take away my intellectual knowledge. Take it all, Father. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. And may your word go forth in power. Attending to each and every need. Speaking to each and every heart. And addressing our issues. Because Lord, we are under expectation. And we've come to the great physician. We come to Jehovah Jireh. We come to Jehovah Nisi. The Lord who fights our battles. We've come to you, O God. And we know that we're in the right place. Let it be so unto us. Even as we open the scriptures, we pray for your blessing on the same. That Lord, you shall speak to us. You shall revive our hearts. Rebuke us, Lord, where we Heal us where we are wounded. Deliver us where we have been set captive, Lord. Let there be a revival in the world. Because Jesus is here. We thank you, dear Lord. Each and every brother. Despite the fatigue. Despite the tiredness. Lord, they said, I cannot wait to get to the house of the Lord. Because God, you know there is something special. Thank you, dear Lord, for our pastor. You have graciously given me this platform. As I stand together with my brother Martin. Minister your word together. That there is a ministry that has been feeding this flock. Lord, my prayer, my desire. Is that I can just be an addition to the same to edify your bride as she is growing in the stature of a perfect man. you take us out of the way anoint us with the Holy Spirit use us as vessels to make known the counsel of God to your people. For this is our prayer. We ask it in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Time is fast spent. Uh, so we'll just turn to our Bibles. Uh, I have a thought in my heart this morning. I'm trusting the Lord to lead us through. We can open Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Also read in First John. And also we read in First Corinthians. And then the rest of the scriptures can follow. Are you under expectation this morning? I certainly feel privileged to stand before you. And many thanks to the pastor. I lack words to describe. He's a man that has had an impact in my life. More so in the ministry. And it's rare to find such people. Especially in the message. For a pastor to give his pulpit. 
Someone like me, as young as I am, it's not something easy. They'll, see, they'll, they'll tell you, sit down, young man. Eat the word first. Young man, eat the word first. And I believe one thing. When we come and exercise this gift, when? when we come and exercise this we gift, are right in the line of the scripture. Because there has to be a modern day David. There has to be a modern day Timothy. There has to be a modern day Titus. So we thank the Lord for this open door. That we can stand. That we can stand. And I know this is home. So I feel so happy to be here. And to have been part of the first wedding in DVF. And we really thank the Lord for this testimony. And it's just an encouragement I will say. The elders, that there are counsel and prayers is bearing fruits. And I believe it's going to be a gateway opened for so many more and so many more. And we just wish you guys all the best. Down in Nairobi, Kenya, I bring greetings uh, from my pastor, from other brethren. So many of them sent me with greetings. Brother Paul, Brother Morges. We'll be preaching uh, for them in Nairobi today. Other brothers that you do not know them. But I believe you'll get to know them if they're not tired. Brother Muli, Brother Moses. Uh, good friends of our pastor. We had him for quite some time there. It was a real blessing to us. And I know sometimes it may sound cliche. It is, you know, it's, it's said over and over again. But brethren, you're blessed. Don't ever get used to your pastor. You might walk close to your pastor. But remember, this is a man given to you by God. So for, for you to receive the benefits that you need in this life. Don't get used to him. I know it's something strange to say. When you get so familiar with someone, you can be able to even meet them on the streets and and all these But if you want to reap the benefits of what God has put in this man, do not be familiar with him. According to the respect and the honor he deserves. And always pray for him. Because if you do not see the value that he has to you being that he's here, I want you to know he's of value to many others. So now that you have him here, utilize him to the best way that he can be. We can speak so much. Congratulations to the new couple. I've had an experience of a Ugandan wedding <laughs> to, together with my brother Prince. <laughs> so I think we have, <laughs> we have quite a report. <laughs> but anyway, since we came to preach the word, let's turn to the scriptures in the book of Daniel, chapter 11. And I request that you pray for me. 
the thought that I have is quite wide. I may not be able to push it in in one service. But I just pray for the time that I shall be here. I'll just give you the thought. Plant an idea in your heart. And my prayers I was studying and preparing. Is that I asked the Lord. May this little idea be a spark that will ignite the lives of the brethren. So I pray that you will also pray with me as you speak these things. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But, 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 whenever you see the word but, it changes everything. Remember Peter. Peter. I've toiled all night. I have got nothing. Nevertheless. But. When you say but. Everything that has been said before. Should be wiped away. Because there is something else that is going to come next. That you need to pay attention to. So the people that do wickedly. Is that for you? If you are a wicked person, you get until there. But there is a part. Behold, I God send you Elijah the prophet. Send you. I God will send you. So before Elijah came, you were there. Because I will send you the prophet. Without you, there is no prophet. But here is the catch. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Uh-huh. There is a prophet coming. Are you waiting for a dreadful day? To them that are waiting for his appearing, it is a great day to them. So we want to read the scripture, get the whole context, but not be like chicken and say, this is not for us. It may not apply to me, but it is a warning to me. But simply because I know I will not do wickedly. Let me go to the next part. And see. God. This is the reward of the wicked. I don't plan on being wicked. What about me? And God is a just rewarder. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But the people that do know their God are people that know their God cannot do wicked things. But the people that do their that do know their God they shall be strong. Ah, 
Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we were singing. There is a song that goes all of my strength. Is in you. Early in the morning, during the daytime, at night, all of my strength is you, O God. So, as a strong person, how do you define strength? You did not define strength by the muscles in the arms. You, you do not even measure strength by the kgs. You, you, your strength is measured by the works that you do. Let's go to First John chapter 5 verse 14 to 15. So we know there are people that do wickedly against the covenant. But being that is not our portion, we take that scripture as a warning, yes. But we look for our portion. Now this is the thing. There are people who know their God. When you know something and you know that you know, the Bible is defining you as a strong person. And it says you will do exploits. First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, And this is the, is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. You have a confidence that when I ask according to his will, he will hear. That is for a people who know their God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if we know, so the knowledge is continuing. We know our God. And we have confidence in Him. And we have confidence that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. I know my God. I have confidence in me. I have confidence in him. I know that he hears me. And big that I know he hears me. I know that whatever I have asked, I have it. This is for a people who know. And we know. Let me jump to 19. And we know that we are of God. Oh, we know we are of God. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. I want you to see th something here. John speaks about 
people that know God and wickedness that, Daniel spoke of the same Daniel spoke of the same wickedness under people who know they are God so we want to really bring a good demarcation I know where we stand Yes, we want to do a border and say you are either a wicked person and remember the wickedness and the strength of knowing your God will be seen by the works that you do. So let's go step by step. And we know that we are of God. And the whole world lies in darkness. And we know that the Son of God is come. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. What do you know this afternoon, brother? What do you know this afternoon, sister? And we know that the Son of God is come. And has given us an understanding. That we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his son Jesus Christ. This is a true God. And eternal life. Precious heavenly father. Amen. We've read a portion of your scripture. From it, Lord, you are going to speak a few words. I ask that, Lord, you may give the utterance. That, Lord, this understanding shall come down. Let the mind that was in Christ also be in us. And when the mind of Christ is in us, we will think about him. When we think about him, we will speak about him. And when we speak about him, he appears. Thank you, Jesus. As you go to speak this words, Father. May your Holy Spirit take the preeminence to deal with each and every heart. For this is our prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. You can have your seat. I want to speak about this afternoon. A very small thought. I've, I've preached uh, on, the, on the subject uh, some different uh, texts on it. I've been speaking about I know. And when I knew that I was coming to this side, I was really uh, uh, struggling in my heart and asking God, what can I speak on? And I still felt to continue in the same line. But I want to bring a different thought. And for a text, I want to use it words led to a faith I've never had before. I'm speaking about a faith I've never had before. A faith I've never had before. We know that Christian life is a journey. Oh, sorry. I have never had like uh, it's this towel. I've never had this towel before. 
a type of faith that I have never had before. No, we know a Christian life is a life of growth. Grow from grace to grace. From glory to glory. From anointing to anointing. From power to power. And I want to tell you this afternoon, you also grow from faith to faith. That is why we are talking about being led the spirit of God leading you to this place where you get a faith that you've never had before. Now our Christian life is a life of faith. Brother Branham tells us that even standing up from your seat and walking that it takes faith. You've got to have faith that your legs are going to be able to support your body. Whatever it is that you do, there is an aspect of faith. And he says that faith is so unconscious. It doesn't have to be intellectual. It is just there. You may not know it, but you have faith. You have faith as simple that when you breathe in, you have faith that that air will go to your lungs. That, that, that air will be absorbed in the blood. It will go to the brain, it will go to the heart, it will go to each and every place. How does it happen? I don't know. But it takes faith. That is why there are certain people, people that have a negative attitude, they do not believe that they can be able to do a particular thing. And for sure they try to do it, and it fails. Simply because they do not have that simple faith that they can do it. But I want to tell you there are different levels of faith. Yes, there are different levels of faith. So, uh, Pastor preached to us one time. And he was telling us that faith is so simple. We are the ones who tend to complicate it sometimes. When you serve, you've served your meal, maybe it's lunch. You've put the meal on the table. You tell the Lord. Bless this food. May you sanctify it before I eat it. You do not wait for an angel to come from heaven. You do not wait for the pillar of fire to come and hover over the food for you to know that it is sanctified. After saying amen, you pick your spoon. In, you, in Uganda, there are no spoons. You pick your fork. Uganda, te machiko. And you dive o, into o, the food. Foko. No that is faith. And that is the faith that I want to talk about today. The faith of you've gotten to a place where you have confidence and you can stand and say, I know. And I want to ask you, what is it that you know this afternoon? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 to 12. Saints, I want to leave this pulpit 
I want to leave this pulpit. Ensuring that we've gotten somewhere. And I know I have a short time. But if you catch it within 30 minutes. I'll be out of here. <laughs> but I'm not going to live here until you catch it. So the sooner you forget other things. The sooner you're here 100%. Quick short work. You get to a place of knowing. We shall be out of here. First Corinthians 13. 11 to 12. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought. As a child. So the understanding which builds on the thinking which builds on the speaking is like that of a child. But he says but when I became a man I put away childish things. I put away childish understanding. I put away childish thinking. I put away childish speaking. It is unfortunate we are believers of the message. But some of our conversations are childish conversations. Some of our thinking is childish thinking. Some of our understanding is childish understanding. Some of the things we have in the message today is because people still have a children mentality. Start and say we are bringing brother Branham in the pulpit let me tell you saints that is childish thinking why to start with can I have the pulpit for the time that I'm here to start with I never removed brother Branham from this pulpit you bring back something that you had removed these are people that have moved away from Brother Branham's message trying to sanctify or sanitize their conscience by playing a tape in the church but in real sense they need a Holy Ghost filled preacher that will come and tell them get back in the line Amen. So we are putting away childish thinking. But if she is a full grown man, you can take the Bible. The Bible and the message is the same. There is no difference. Because the same, same Bible will tell you. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know why I'm getting in this line. Maybe there is someone here and maybe there is someone here. We have Malachi chapter 4. What does that speak of? It speaks of Brother Branham. That we know for sure. We have Ephesians chapter 4. What does that speak of? The fivefold ministry. But Brother, it doesn't end there. 
Uh, we also have Revelation chapter 4 where John himself is saying and I heard a voice from heaven talking to me and telling me come up higher Never. brother Branham is not the standard the fivefold ministry is not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. You pick what Brother Branham told you. You pick what Brother Branham told you. You've taken a step. You come to church. Listen to what the fivefold ministry says. You've taken a step. But that is not the end of the church. That is why we have Revelation chapter 10. You have the picture of the prophet with the pillar of fire? Kindly, if you can display it for me. Revelation chapter 10. And let me say this to the young people. It is unfortunate if you're here. And you can be able to name the whole list of Maniu. And you're so stupid enough to be saying we bought so and so for 30 million euros you and who you and who you can be able to name the full list and even the people that are on backup backup yes substitute substitute you can be able to name all of them. But you're coming to church, you cannot even say. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 says one two, Revelation 10 7 says one St. Luke 17 30 says This is our identity saints. This is our identity. Have you seen it? Alright. So now, Revelation chapter 10. Let me tell you, saints. If there is someone that comes to you and preach to you that all things ended with Brother Branham, he's a deceiver. Alright. I think he's not finding it. But you that have that photos in your home, there is a pillar of fire on top. Right? And then there's Brother Branham. That right there is a book of Revelation 10. But that photo is not complete. Because Revelation 10 1 to 6, that's the mighty angel. Revelation 10, 7. At the bottom. But there is a Revelation 10, 8 to 11. I hope you're catching it. Alright. Yes, this is it now. This is the photo that I'm talking about. On top here, Revelation 10, 1 to 6. Right here, Revelation 10, 7. Where is Revelation 10, 8 to 11? That, that is the work of the ministry today. To show you that you have a position. And the position is, the pastor is not the one with the book. 
Saints, I want to believe that you know these things. Yes, so this is it here. So if I stand below here, you do not even need to look at the Bible. This here is the book of Revelation 10 from top to bottom. Why? Saints, you need to know. You need to get to a place where you know so that you are not deceived. When you know the time you are living in, you know it is time to go to the angel and take the book. So you will not just be dilly-dalling. Young man, young woman. You won't just live any kind of life. You will know the time that you are living in. Praise the Lord. So now a child is thinking he's gone. So we want to approach this and be able to get to an understanding. But before we get to that, I know I want to bring something across to you. Brabram says this statement and he says, Christians, I am not trying to hurt you. I am not, I'm trying to stimulate your faith. Don't pay attention to what anybody tells you if it is contrary to that, says the Lord. And at the bottom there, he says, Now put on your thinking cup. At this time, he was closing, but for now, we are opening. Now I'm going to tell you, put on your thinking cup. I am opening. Put on your thinking cup. Somebody says, put on your thinking cup. Open up your heart. I want you to say something here now. I want you to listen close when the Holy Spirit is near. I want you to put on your spiritual thinking. Your anointing jacket this afternoon. Because I want us to start thinking. Now I want you to know before you get to that place of knowing there are certain things that you need to understand. And you need to understand before you know there is a God in heaven who knows. Sometimes we go through so many things in life and we start wondering does God know what I'm going through? You're in school, you're in college, in high school, whichever place. There are so many pressures in the work environment. And you're wondering, does God know the mockery I go through? Having to wear this long dress. My colleagues and my peers are painting their nails and their faces. And I always feel like a notebook. Does God, does God know what I'm going through? You're having issues in your life. You're battling stuff that you've gone through. You went through certain things when you were little. And it's unfortunate to say that some of us grow up to a certain extent but in reality we are nursing childhood traumas 
that certain experiences that shaped our lives in a certain direction and we get into those moments where you feel does God know my issues does God know my troubles does God know that my heart is broken does God know the burdens I carry sometimes the issues of life they push you to a corner and you're depressed you're stressed up you're struggling with fear the fear of uncertainty maybe I fear marrying or getting married I don't know what is going to happen you're fearing to start a business because it might collapse or maybe you're here and your business is failing you're not sure of your employment status you can be told go home anytime your children are wayward but, 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 and, and there is so much heart in your uh, they, there is so much pain in your heart does God know what I have to deal with does God know what I am going through brother sister I came to tell you there is a God in heaven that knows your pain that knows your cry that knows your issue and not only that oh saints you can have a loved one who died and they avoid in your heart and I come tell you brother Martin oh brother I'm so sorry I know that you've lost a loved one but I have not experienced that pain the God we serve not only knows our pain but he experienced it give me the book of Hebrews we are not serving some strange God remember it is the people who know their God right so we want to know our God this afternoon we want to know what kind of a God is here does this God have eyes I will tell you this yes he has eyes give me the pillar of fire brother does he have a hand yes he has a hand he delivered the children of Israel with his mighty arm. That same hand can deliver you from trouble. That same hand can deliver you from addiction. That same hand can deliver you from sickness. Does this God have ears? The Bible tells me in Isaiah that he oh Does he have eyes? Yes, he has eyes. Which eyes? Not these two eyes. Because these two eyes can get tired. They can close. But the other eyes, regardless of where you are, regardless of where you go, one time. One time Pharaoh thought he had got them. But by the time Pharaoh was planning to come after the children of Israel, those eyes Hallelujah. Before Moses saw before he saw praise the Lord. Amen. We will get to it. I'm feeling charged up now. God had already seen. And he was leading them in the front. 
He was leading them in the front. Then he came back. Woo! Those moments where you feel. Those moments when you feel. God, I'm not feeling your leadership. We are not brothers. He has gone behind you. He's protecting you. Because he has eyes. All you need to do. Keep on going. By faith. By faith. Because he is Jehovah. Shama. The Lord. Who is ever present. You're there, you're feeling. I'm so unrighteous. I'm so unrighteous. Unrighteous. I don't even feel like I can come to church today. Don't you ever miss a church service. Don't you ever miss a church service. This is the place where you come to be washed by the waters of the water. Come. Come. The pastor may not know. The pastor may not know. But he knows. Praise God. Amen. He has eyes. Those same eyes. Praise God. My. We want to do exploits, right? So let's do a study. You're thinking cups are on. You're anointing jackets are on. Let us think of these things. So now. By his eyes, there was a sea that was standing before them. Have you ever been in a situation? You are in a fix. You didn't know how things worked out. It is because God has eyes. And his red, angry eyes. Sister, there was there was a young man from the world that was trying to approach your inbox. You are faithful in your heart. And right now you look back. But where did that guy go? There was a pillar of fire with red angry eyes. Amen. There is a time that your business was going down. There is a time where you were feeling like quitting the message. There are red angry eyes. Get behind him, Satan. You're not going to have this one. Amen. Be conscious of these things, saints. To take it every day into. Be conscious of these things. Hebrews chapter 2. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16. For verily, he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He chose. He chose. 
Hebrews 2.16. He did not come as an angel. But he decided to take on the form of the seed of Abraham. And he says verse 17. Wherefore in all things. It behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. We have God above. And then we have angels. And then human beings. So God himself decided to come to the lowest of levels. He could have come as an angel. But he didn't. He could have decided to stay as God. But he didn't. But in all things, all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. You know now, I might come to your house, assuming you're not well off, and you will only give me a matoke and uh, or something. There'll be no meat at all. And maybe that day that I'm visiting you, I come with some meat. And you cook for me that meat. We eat it together. And then I go back home. But that's not God. You only have matoke. And ground nuts. That is what I will come and that is what we shall eat. God, Katonda. as he came as a human being, he came so that he can be like you in all things. Let's finish this and then we'll read that. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. 17. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. Woo! Look at your situation now. As we're talking about these saints, this is not theory that I'm giving you. The reason I'm preaching it like this is because I know. So I know that you also know these things. So let us get ready. Be able to see God for who he really is. Because many a times we either pray amiss. And we end up missing on so many things. Because we do not know our God. But let us know our God. He himself had suffered being tempted. What's the biggest trial that you've gone through? What's the biggest temptation that you've gone through? He is able to succor them that are tempted. He went through all those things so that as you are going through them, 
He can be able to be coming there with you. My son, you can do this. My daughter, you can do this. So we see one time, Brother Branham served God faithfully. And he was just sitting there wondering, Oh God, I look at other preachers. Billy Graham, this great televangelist, they seem to have done so much for the kingdom of God. Yeah, I feel that I've done so little. I have so much money. Oh God, it, it seems like I don't even have anything. And he was just there wondering and questioning God. What is wrong with me, God? Oh God, what is happening? Oh, I thank God. He is ever faithful. He hears a voice. Amen. Saints, we need to be connected. We need to go through trials. But when trials come, let them find me connected. The only way I can be swept. The only way I can be swept is if I'm not connected. But if I am connected, remember that ship that is on the sea. No matter how much the storms may rage. The winds blow. Everything will come and toss the ship. But there's an anchor. And it shakes. The anchor holds. Sickness shakes. The anchor holds. Temptation shakes. The anchor holds. Children go into the world. Children go into the world. The anchor holds. No money in the bank. The landlord is knocking. You're struggling. You're praying, but you feel like there's no answer. The anchor holds. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's here. I, I realized. That I've lived more than half my life. And I wanted to do more for the Lord. And I had a voice saying. You are just starting. Saints have you ever gotten to a place. You are in such a squeeze. Brethren we are still knowing our God eh. He has ears to hear your prayer. He has eye to see what you're doing. He has a mouth that gives a voice. He had a voice saying, You're just starting. Press the battle. Keep pressing. Again, the voice said, Press the battle. Keep going. And he said the voice spoke again. God will ensure that you hear it and you hear it right. That is why he sends you a preacher. Every Wednesday. Every Friday. Every Sunday. What is happening? All the questions that you've been asking. He comes here. To reinforce his voice. Keep pressing the battle. 
just keep pressing if you only knew what is at the end of the road praise Amen. God praise God yes the struggles are there the, the struggles are there the disappointments are there. The challenges are there. But if you only knew what is at the end of the road, you keep on pressing. You keep on singing. You keep on praising. You keep on giving thanks. You keep on shouting. Because when you shout, I hear something. It may not come down in an instant. It may not come down in an instant. But the crack is a voice to you. Keep pressing the button. You came to church. You didn't feel like it was different. Come the next Sunday. You know what is happening. You're like Naaman. You're going down. You came to the service. Washed by the waters of the wine. Nothing happened. Come to the next service. Come to the next service. Come to the next service. If you only knew. If you only knew what is at the end, what is at the end, brother? The Holy Ghost is there for you. Salvation for your loved ones. Rapture is there for you. A body change is there for you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Keep pressing the battle. So Amen. God is a God. He came down. He became man. And Brother Branham says, He is not ashamed to be called our brother. Look at yourself in a lowly state. In your lowly state. He could have stayed as God. And try to do what he could have been able to do for him. But he didn't do that. He could have come as an angel. Come with a proclamation and a message. But he didn't do that. He came down. Do you know the reason why when we preach we insist that you must go all the way? Because Jesus also went all the way. He does not do any halfway jobs. Somewhere he says when he saves he saves completely. When he heals, he heals completely. Jesus goes all the way. Yes. He left the seventh dimension and went all the way to where human beings are. That was not enough. 
He went all the way to the pits of hell. Why did he do that? So that when he comes and tells you, keep pressing the battle, you will look at his life and say, Jesus, just as you overcame and you are seated on your father's throne, I will overcome and sit on your throne. That's the promise for the anti-believer. But you're wondering how can I overcome? It's okay. We will get there. But let us know our God. Because when we know our God, we will know who saved us. And we will know he does not do halfway jobs. He's, he's not ashamed to be called our brother. For he was tempted just like we attempted. Because he stood the same kind of a temptation that you stand. Listen to this now. And he took your place. Knowing that you couldn't take it yourself. Amen. Is that thinking clearly? Yes, you are to The reason why he came down, and that's the reason that Christ, God, God, had to become kinfolks to us. And he came down and was made a man. And he suffered temptation. And he was laughed at. And made fun of. And persecuted. And ignored. And called Beelzebub. And scoffed at. And suffered death under capital punishment. He had to be kin folks to us. He had, he had to be falsely accused. Because you are falsely accused. Get these words clearly. You are falsely accused. He had to bear sickness. Because you are sick. He had to bear sins. Because it was your sins. And he had to become king folks. The only way he could redeem us was to be kinfolks to us. And how did he become kinfolk? By taking on the form of sinful flesh and he paid the price for our redemption. So now we see the word suka means to sympathize. He suffered all these things. 
so that he can succor you when you are tempted. So that he can sympathize, so that he can sympathize with you. And there is nobody that can sympathize with you if they do not feel your pain. So he knows, he knows your pain. He knows what you've gone through. And that's the reason he becomes this. That he might be sympathetic with you. When you have your ups and downs and your little ins and outs. He knows how to sympathize with you. He sits there to make intercessions. He sits there to love you. And though you go astray, he will not leave you. And now can I tell you one thing? If you know these things, you cannot go astray. Because you already know, I cannot go deep in sin. The moment I do something wrong, I run quickly and repent. I will not let these conversations with the sister end up to meeting with her without the parents' knowledge or something like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it go to that place where we are talking late in the night. We are meeting in certain places because you are a person who knows your God. Saints, what we need is to get to a place where we get to know our God. Because when we know God, there are certain things no matter how we go through. We will be able to stand and say, Before I went through this, God saw it. God knows it. So you go back to God and inquire from God. What should I do next? Because God has an answer for every situation. God has an answer for everything. And I hope we can be able to see that now. That this God has a hand. That his ears are not heavy. That his eyes can be able to see. And that is why he could tell Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Uh, he tells him that even before you were born. Let me just get that exact scripture. In Jeremiah. Chapter 1 verse 5. We want, to, we want to get to a place where we will know, right? It says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Agama Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Agama Jeremiah nti nti bwenalinga sinakubumba mulubuto lwa mulubuto nakumanya eranga tonaba ngatona fa mulubuto nakutukuza nenkuteka nenkute nen eh nakutukuza ngutaddewo okubana bi. Also, someone, someone in Jeremiah 29. 
I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. But also show you that God has already planned out everything. Where we really miss out on is we get out of the plan of God. Saints, if God is making you go through a certain trial, God has a reason for it. Remember what he said concerning Job. He, the devil was there. And I was like, have you seen my servant Job? I think let's read that in Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1 verse 13. Job chapter 1 verse 8. We will come back to Job as we are finishing. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Mukama nagamba setaninti. Holoweza kumudu wange yupu, kubanga, tewali amufana na monsi, wamusajja eya tukirida, Era Owamasima Atia Atia Katonda Neyewala Obubi. Before Job went whatever it is that he went through, God had a testimony concerning him. I can say God knew him. God knew his life. And if you continue reading, you see that Satan is given permission to go and do whatever he wants with him. So did God know whatever Satan was going to do? Yes, God knows. Because you know everything. And if I can go ahead of my sermon and tell you this. When you realize that God knows you this way. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you do things. It's very easy during preaching to keep on quoting and saying that names were written in the Lamb's book of life even before the foundation of the world. It's very easy to repeat that statement. But get me a person who knows who really, really knows that their name is in the book. There is nothing that you can do that can move this man. He's, think He's thinking is different. He knows I came from God. And I go back to God. Because why was your name written in the Lamb's book of life? God in his book it's a great book of redemption. God was playing a drama. And in the preview of the drama, you know, before they release a movie, a movie can be three hours. Now the young people are looking at me. You know these things. You watch those movies. Before a movie is released, what comes before? A trailer. Thank you. Thank you for the honest brethren. <laughs> there is a trailer. What do a preview? So it is just a few sections. 
of the movie that are shown in advance to give you some insight of what the drama is going to be about. So the preview that God gave was a book. And this book is Leo Lamb. And he dipped his finger in the blood of the lamb. And he wrote the names in the book. That was the end of the preview. That was the end of the preview. And now, here we are acting out the movie. What is the movie all about? The drama is in the book. So when the preacher is coming, God is the director using the preacher relaying the film to you. And when you are hearing the message, what is happening? Names are being called. When your name is called, it is my time. Let me tell you now, saints. There are certain places and certain things that are not shown. And these things were hidden. That is the reason why you are coming to this world was through a perverted body. You remember the wise men? They came one way, but went back another way. What am I trying to tell you? These are previews concerning you. We have a drama inside a drama. And the people that know it has to take people that are taught receive the understanding that John was talking about can be able to get in the drama decode their positions because what is a drama? One person can wear even up to 20 Masks. One actor. One actor. And we are led by one. We are. We are led by one. The producer. The director. Said. I'm not going to sit up in heaven. When they are shooting those films. The director usually sits on a high chair. He backs instructions. But the director. The producer of the film. I'm not going to sit in heaven. And give instructions. I am going to go down. Because one of those masks involve a drunkard. One of those masks involve a prostitute. One of those masks involve whatever sin you can mention all those are masks but Jesus 
He came down. I'm not going to stay up in heaven. I am going to come down. I am going to feel each and everything that the actors go through. But this is the thing. A drunkard. He's an actor. Let me ask you something. Is the drunkard really himself? He's playing a part. He's playing a part in God's great drama. We want to know. Let us go back. We are going to the mind of God now. He could not become a savior if there was no sin. He could not become a healer if there was no sickness. There has to be low moments in your life so that he can be the one who lifts you up. I want you to understand. I want you to know whatever you are going through in life that is not you. I want you to look at your challenge now. I want you to look at whatever has been oppressing you. You've been a believer all this time. But you're not reaping the fruits of the message. Look at those things now. Now. And tell them. This is not me. This is not me. Oh no, see and say. You've struggled with something for so long. Right now, what after service? Speak to it. This is not me. Speak to that issue. Speak to that challenge. Because we've started growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We've started knowing sometimes when these actors play their roles for so long they sort of forget who they are. But I thank God Day after day, names are being called. Brother Branham says, You are hearing from your theophany. So, what happens? You played the part of a sick brother, the part of a weak sister, the part of a never failing person, the part of a defeated Christian, the part of a Christian. But the director is holding the book and reminding you this is just God's great drama. If you feel Amen. lost, if you feel lost, this is what happens. You know, they're acting on the stage, and behind them is a cutting. When you get so carried away in your act, the director calls you aside. 
can be in your closet can be in your prayer room and gives you an insight look up past the curtain of time look up past the curtain of time Look up past the curtain of sickness. Look up past the curtain of disease. Look up past the curtain of defeat. Look up past the curtain of amnesia. When you look past the curtain, what is happening? The you. Past the curtain of time is introducing yourself. I know this will sound confusing. When the, oh, hallelujah. Just allow me, I'll read these quotations later. They're all in the message. When the message is going forth, it is names being called. And the names that are being called has to take another you to identify. Prince, this is you. You look at your problem. This is not me. This, you know. We need to know. We need to know. Remember the story of that little boy that only had a small piece of mirror. His father used to shave his beard. And he had to really struggle to see where the beards are. And this one time, they visited the aunt in the city. And they happened to have a big mirror. Before he got to the mirror, he came in the stature of a perfect man. Before he could get to the top of the mirror, he had to climb seven steps. Amen. He had to climb seven steps. Yeah, Why you're coming to church? You're climbing the seventh step. From step one. And as he's climbing, maybe from the first step, he could see the top of his head. When you come to the message, something in you was not agreeing with women and preachers. Something in you was not agreeing with painted faces, gentlemen. Was not agreeing with wearing trousers for women. You're climbing the step of faith. You could see a little portion. And you climb another step. You see another portion. You climb again. When you see your face, you don't start rejoicing. The more you're seeing, the more you keep on going the more they went into the land the more they kept on fighting there was no rest the more they kept on going when you see what God has in store for you you pray a prayer today and God answers it don't stay there pray more when you're justified and you see your face don't stop there there is still yet more land to be possessed and he kept on going. Amen. And he kept on going. From faith. 
from faith to virtue on and on on and on until he got to the top when he got to the top this was something strange yet so familiar does that sound something to you? sure strange but yet familiar. Just like that little book. Sweet in the mouth. But bitter in the belly. Why is it strange? Yet so familiar. Because oh God. How can me. A creature of time. Be a candidate for eternity. That is strange. But yet again. Yet so familiar. How can I. A sinner. Born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. Become a saint. Be seated in heavenly places. That is very strange. Yet. So familiar. Amen. We are knowing right. Amen. We are knowing right. Too many. We are knowing right. Too many. Too many. Too many. Amen. And the little boy reaches up. This is strange. Yet so familiar. Lifted his hand and waved. Hello. Hello. And the little boy said hello. When you hear the word and something in you says amen, you're that little boy. Something in oh my. Let, let, let me read that quote. Let me read that quote. Praise the Lord. Is this good? Amen. You can find it in the message. I believe it should be who is this Melchizedek. Or so I could see a move Melchizedek on Yani. Says Agamba. Here we are formed to the word image. It will be quite lengthy, but please allow me to read it. So you can understand these things. So we'll take it up in the winter. To be a partaker of the word. To feed on the word. By being predestinated since the beginning. You see that little spark of life that you had in you from the beginning? When you started your journey? Many of you can remember it. You joined this church and joined that church. You try this and that, nothing satisfies. That's right. But one day, you just recognized it. And, and he continues to give that story of that mama ego. I won't get into it because of time. But just as he's closing, he says this. Well, you jump. You're an eagle to begin with. You're a chicken. You are a chicken? Uh, you are not a chicken. Sorry. 
So he made his first jump and flopped his wings. He didn't do too good. But he got off the ground. I would encourage you to go read this section clearly when you get home. He's talking about Mama Ego and the little eaglet. You see, the little eaglet was an eagle to start with. The Mama Eagle didn't come to turn the little eaglet into an eagle. You are a son of God to begin with. And my purpose here this morning is to let you know that you've always been a son of God. You are a son of God. And you'll always be a son of God. And this realization does something to you. And he says, then after you've recognized the very word of God and that it was eagle food then you left the other thing you have then been formed into the living image of the living God you had from your theophany amen Praise the Lord. Amen. That is why coming to church. Yes, if you take coming to church as an ordinary thing, woe unto you. Woe unto you. But there is someone's the orphany that I'm speaking to someone today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you see this here. There are so many things I wanted to get to and I've not even scratched the surface. But I trust we are knowing something. We are getting to see our identity. Because saints, the sooner we see this, the, the better it will be for us. And we are no longer going to live under privileged lives. First Corinthians chapter 13 where we were, We'll read First Corinthians 13, 12 says this. Just the place that we read previously. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even, also, even as also I am known. Amen. Since I hope we see this. There is a place where we are known. 
And I want to bring it in this context. Paul says that then 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 like referring to a future time that then shall I know and I just want to tell you these saints then is no longer then now but then is now now let me show you this you see the devil is a master at doing things brother Branham says somewhere that if you get to a place I think it should be in church ages where the, where the bride knows who she really is he actually says that Satan will be powerless before her now I'm just going to take it through a little bit so that we can catch this thing uh, and he says he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is. Now I want you to understand Brother Branham's word. Paul as he was writing was referring to a future. But Brother Branham is saying revelation of the true church and what she will be? No. But the revelation of the true church and what she is present what, what she will stand for? No, sir. But what she stands for. And that she will do? No. But she can do right here, right now. That she can do the greater works. Once she knows that, then she will be an invincible army. This is the revelation that Satan has been fighting since time immemorial. He doesn't want you to look past the curtain of time. He wants to look at the you that is acting the drama. He does not want you to hear your name when the uh, director is reading the script because the preaching of the word it is names that are being called Satan does not want you doing that he wants to keep you in a place where you are looking for it instead of looking at it you are looking for something in the future not realizing that it is actually right here with you remember that little boy that had a small piece of stamp that was worth quarter million dollars quarter million was worth but he didn't know what happened in his mind when he had the stamp 
Where he could only think of an ice cream. And the postman. So, and he knew I'm going to the postman. Get some five cents. And with the five cents, I'm going to get an ice cream. But that, uh, that stamp was worth a lot more. That is why, that is why we are putting away childish things. We are putting away childish understanding. We are putting away childish speaking. We are coming to church to be taught so that we can understand the value of the stamp that is in our hands. Because five cents mentality is not going to cut it. Because this little boy had the purchasing power to buy a whole ice cream store and buy other things. And that is the power that is in the church today. If only she can know. But the devil doesn't want you to know. Even this afternoon, he doesn't want you to know but I want to repeat it again they that know their God they that know who they are they shall do exploits the devil wants you to keep on postponing you keep on postponing because we are looking for that super church you and who I have already found it I have already found it. That is why I'm here sweating. Telling her that you need to know. That you need to come up hither. You need to go to the angel. And take the little book. Because in the book. Is your identity. In the book. Is your name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So many things that we could get to. But I just want to finish with this. We've read about Job. A man that was loved by God so much. A man that God spoke great things concerning him. And you see, he got to this place where he, he went through so much. And he was always seated on the ashib. And Brother Branham says, we are all on the ashibs. We have our troubles. Our ups and downs. Our bad moments. Our sicknesses. Our heartaches. And our disappointments. But he says. But then in the midst of all that trouble. God came to his rescue. Job is seated in the ashib. The problem was not only his sickness. He had boils all over. He had troubles. He had heartaches. 
His family was gone. His wealth was gone. And he was looking at creation. And he's wondering. I know there is someone that brought me to this earth. I just couldn't come here by myself. I want saints. The moment you start asking this question. Know this time you're going to read it when you get back home. You need to get to a place where you ask God questions for God to prove to you that you are his son. Abraham was a father of many nations, right? But there came a time. God spoke to Abraham. Look at the sand on the seashore. This is how your generation is going to be. Comes to him again. Moves him from the dust to the stars. Look up to the stars. You are receiving this message that is moving you from the dust to the stars, from the earthly to the heavenly, from time to eternity, from the earthly, the terrestrial to the celestial. But hearing these things is not enough. Genesis 15 7. Abraham asked God, How will I know? God, you said that you will give me the Holy Ghost. How will I know? God, you said. I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How will I know? God, you said that if I know who I am, I will become an invincible arm. How will I know? That's right. Saints, just give me some few more minutes. Amen. What does God do right there? He enters into a covenant with Abraham. You'll forgive me. I wanted to rush to job so that I can finish. But I've been asked to go back to Abraham. So let me be obedient. And I trust you'll also go with me. Amen. So now, Abraham has asked, how will I know? And God is a faithful God saints. So what happens here? He says, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? How will I know God? The promise of the rapture. The promise of a body change. All these are great promises. God, your word is so sweet. 
When I hear it, something in my heart always says amen. But God, I want to move to a place of not just hearing, but I have heard with my own ears. And now I see. And when you hear and you see, now you can know. And you're telling God, all these things are good. But I want to know. And the Bible says, and he said unto him, Take me an afar, three years old, she got ram, turtle dove, and a pigeon. All those things. And at this point, at this point, God was entering into a covenant with him. And the Bible is very clear. And Brother Branham tells us that this covenant was an unconditional covenant. It is a covenant between two people. But Abraham, all you need to do only be Praise God. Amen. And you wonder why the angel loved this song? You wonder why the angel loved this song? It reminds the angel of the covenant. And there is nothing as powerful as when a people that know their God and their covenant remind God of their covenant. Psalms 1 in his fallen condition. Brother, sister, it does not matter how far you've gone. Brother, it does not matter how far the children have gone wayward. I'm against this teaching in the message. I'm against this teaching in the message. I'm against this teaching in the message. That if your children go wayward, you leave them alone, God will deal with them. Pastor, if I'm wrong, you'll come and correct it. Saints, let me ask you. Why would God give you children to trouble you? Yeah, fine, we know. We are saved as individuals, but why would God give you children to trouble you? Do you know your God? Your God is not that unfair. That our God is not that unfair. And I'm challenging any parent today. If your children have gone wayward, I want you to remind God of his covenant. This is why I said we need to put away childish thinking. Why would God give you children to trouble in your later years? You, you can't sleep well at night because you're always wondering what of my children, what of my children. I'll just, I'll just ask you one thing. As you are bringing them up, did you teach them the Bible? Check. Yes. Did you take them to Sunday school? Check. Yes. Did you take them to a Bible believing church? Check. 
Yes. God, Katonda. I did my part to the best of my ability. Nakola echunu change. I apply the token. Natsawa kabonero. I am not going to have children that are disturbing me heartaches day and night. Oh God. The God of Sister Heart. Intervene in my situation. Why? You know your God. Why we struggle and get tossed up and about. It's because we do not know our God. But look at Auntie Jemima. She didn't know much of the Bible. She didn't know much of the message. But she knew her God. And when a person who knows their God goes down on their knees. The airport was busy that day. Flight to Switzerland, flight to this place, flight to this place. But there was an Auntie Jemima that knew her God. And when he got, she got down on her knees. Her prayers created a storm. Why? She knew her God. So Abraham, Abraham, God bring this. And what was God doing? God was giving a preview of Calvary. And he says this here. Notice this. He told Abraham, now he caused a deep sleep to come upon Abraham. Abraham, you haven't got nothing to do with this. I am going to do it. That's the problem with the young people. You don't want to get into good sleep for God to give you a wife. Sleeping means you close your eyes. Adam slept, God gave him a wife. Abraham slept. God confirmed his covenant. Now we see this here. God was showing, I, I want you to notice. God was showing Abraham Calvary. What he was going to confirm this covenant between Abraham. And Abraham's seed forever. So I want you to understand that. We'll go back to Job. And Job says here. He's in this place of disappointments. And he's wondering. I want you to have Calvary in mind now, okay? A place of disappointments. His wife is telling him, why don't you cast God in He's looking at the tree. If the tree goes down, it leaves again. When the flower goes down, it comes up again. But when a man goes to sleep, when he dies, the family just comes. And they mourn the death of the person. 
and they mourn the death of the pastor. And they go away. And he was wondering why are all these things happening? And he might be there wondering I'm having many challenges. More now than even before I was a Christian. More than before I came into the message. We have more troubles when we become Christians. And the Bible says that many is the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him from them all. So I want you to look at your challenge. I want you to look at your affliction. And see the promise of God. Yes, he promised afflictions. He promised strange things. Some that would even be beyond our understanding. But they are always done for our good. That is why we have someone like Paul. Has gone through so many things. Imprisoned. He's been beaten. He's been mocked. Shipwrecked. But he stands and says, I am not ashamed. I know whom I have believed. He says we are troubled on every side. But we are not distressed. We are perplexed. But we are not in despair. We are persecuted. But we are not forsaken. We are cast down. But we are not destroyed. Why? Paul knew something. Paul knew something. And he was speaking according to the revelation of his faith. So we see. So we see. If you could grasp that today, that all our troubles, that there is none of us that is immune from them, that they are for our own good, our thinking will change. It is to bring us to a place where God can make himself more real to us than when the trial comes. That thing that you are going through that challenge that you face, that temptation that you're going through, it is to bring you to a place where God can make himself more real to you than he was before the trial. That sickness that has been troubling you for so long, it is there so that the glory of God can be seen. We, we are knowing, right? Amen. We are knowing. Let us keep on knowing now. Because many a times, challenges will come. We praise the challenge instead of praising God. But when we know, our thinkings change. And Brother Branham will say this himself. And I want to join in this morning with Job. To say that I've lived a long enough life to know that that is the truth. That I've seen it in my own life. He was there wondering. 
How about my life? And then God comes and visits him. And he says, and he Satan tries to make us nervous and upset us. To get, to get us to think, why did this happen? Why couldn't I have been like this? Why couldn't I have been like brother so and so? Why couldn't I have been like sister so and so? You are like that. So that the glory of God can be seen. I want you to start knowing these things. You are peculiar in his sight. You are peculiar in his sight. You are. What does that mean? Even if you are the only person on earth, Jesus. Yes, would have still left heaven and come down to die for you. That is how precious you are to him. And he knows. He knows your trouble. And he says, but he see and all these things, all of them, he got, he got to a point where he saw this is Job now. God is speaking about Job. He saw the vision of Easter. Remember Job. As he's going through all these things. God knows him, right? He got to a place where he even stood and said, even if he slays me, yet I will still serve him. Brother Branham gets to a point in life. Even if I serve God all this time, and after all my life, he sends me to hell. I will go to hell praising the Lord. Why? He knew something. So we want to catch this thing. What these people knew. What Abraham knew. After the Calvary experience. In that message that day on Calvary. Brother Branham says. There has never been a day like Calvary. And there never will be a day like Calvary. There is something special about Calvary. Because at Calvary, that is where you know. Hallelujah. Amen. We sing a song that while he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Saints, I wish we had time. We could have gone through all these things. In that message, Brother Branham says, you can be honest. You can be just. You have to forgive me. Brother, if you can really get that place, I, I feel like these things are very important. Because if you do not know these things, we will keep on beating around the bush. 64. Paragraph 64 that day on Calvary. He broke the powers of Satan. He broke, he opened the prison doors of hell. To every man that was shut up in this earth. In the prisons. Fearing that when he died. What death will do to him. On Calvary. He opened those cell doors. And he let every captive go free. That is why Paul, Paul could say. Death. 
Where is your sting? Brave. Where is your victory? Paul knew something. Because he said, I want to know him. And know him. In the power of his resurrection. You don't have to no longer be torn down by sin. Is there something you're struggling with today? You don't have to. I came all the way from Nairobi to tell you. And my prayer and my hope is that you know. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to no longer be torn down by sin. You don't have to no longer yield your members to sin. Drinking, smoking, gambling, telling lies. Gossiping, backbiting. I do not know this, the spirits that bother DVF, but there are some here. But I came to tell you that you don't have to. You can be honest. Do you know you can be honest? You can be just. Upright. And Satan. And Satan. And Satan. Satan. Can do nothing. Satan. Satan. Can do nothing. Do you know? Satan can do nothing. Satan can do nothing about it. That is what Calvary should mean to you. I'll not continue with the rest, but there are some other quotations. And Brother Pranam continues to say that that is what these people knew. And that is the reason why someone like Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. That is why the elders, the prophets, were being buried in Israel. Because that is where I believe I preached this year sometime back. When Where I was asking you, where was Moses buried? The Bible tells us that nobody knows where he's buried. But by revelation, I can tell you, Moses had to have been buried in the promised land. Because that is the only way he could appear with Jesus in Mount Transfiguration. Because rapture took place in the promised land. Elijah was taken up in the promised land. That is why regardless of whatever it is that you go through, you need to be buried in Christ. Because that is the place where you find your identity. And he says, and he says this, then he must have seen the vision of Easter. And that is when he cried. 
I know. My Redeemer liveth. I know that I shall see him. And at the last days, he will stand on the earth. Oh, hallelujah. For I know my Redeemer liveth. Brother Branham asks, What do you know, Job? I know my Redeemer liveth. What do you know, brother? I know my God heals all diseases. I know my God forgives all iniquities. I know my God. What do you know? As we stand on our feet. What do you know this afternoon? And he says this. And if Job by a vision could stand so firmly upon a promise. How much more ought we to do after Christ has risen from the dead? And send back the Holy Spirit as a seal of promise. That we too shall live. You see, they were all looking forward to these things. By vision. It had not really happened. But for us. It has happened. Since there is nothing new I'm bringing to you. This message is to bring you to a place where you know who you are. That each and everything that you go through. Saints, I hope you will really, really catch this. Each and everything that you go through is specially designed. And it is for a purpose. Brother Branham went through a certain series in his life. We all know that he had that nervous condition which was a stomach problem. And he sought the Lord concerning it for so long. And it really troubled him so much. But he got to a certain place. I won't get into the stories. But he got into a certain place. Where God led him through a series of events. And God, God confirmed to him. That actually I know of your trouble. And your deliverance is about to come. And you know what happened? That time. The song that we usually sing. On the wings of a snow white dove. It usually had two verses. It only had two verses. But after this experience, Brother Branham adds another verse. And this is what he says. Though I have suffered in many ways, I cried for healing both night and day. But faith was not forgotten by the Father above. He gave me his sign on the wings of a 
What am I trying to drive at saying? I want you to start looking at your life. Not from a physical point of view. I want you to change your view. Remember the cloud that was photographed? For quite some time, Brother Branham used to view it wrongly. Until the angel came to him and told him, turn it to the right. And when he turned the view, he could now see the face of Jesus Christ. You've been looking at your life and nothing seems to be going right. You've been asking a lot of questions. I just want you to do something. Change your point of view. Change your eyes now. Pick the eyes of God. Look at your life through the eyes of God. Look at your life through his word. And you will realize you are a supernatural being going through a natural life. And after this experience, these are the words that Brother Branham speaks. Dear God, I thank you for these things, Father. You gave no other sign. You gave no other sign. You gave the world a sign. And you give me a sign. This was something that was so personal. God God led him to this point of I know. And he says this. And the next day seeing that eagle flying. There is a message coming forth now. And I pray God. That you will let the dove lead. Grant it, Lord. It led me to a faith I never had before. And listen to the next words. A faith that he's never had before makes him say this. I know God I know it's going to be alright. What's your trouble? What's your situation? As a brother plays for me that song, Set Your Wings. All the wings of faith. You can climb to a higher place. Saint Sharanigo. You were born to be an eagle. You might have been living among chicken. You might have actually assimilated some chicken characters. But I came here to tell you. You are an eagle. You've always been an eagle. All you need to do. Flop your wings. And you see, maybe this ego might have stayed for quite a long time before flying. So he needed to stretch out his wings. And he needed to exercise a little bit. The muscles were cramped up a little bit. 
It had not flown for so long. Your life of prayer has not been active for so long. Your life of holiness and purity has not been active for so long. You've been called for so long. But you need to know you're an eagle. And I've come to tell you stretch your wings. Flap them. You know what you're doing when you flap? Paul spoke about it. Laying aside every every sin. Every weakness and every sin that easily besets. Those things that are into your life. They've bound themselves. That company that you've been keeping when you start stretching your wings they start falling off. Those habits that you've been gathering when the knowledge of who you are when this faith that you never had before that faith of knowing that I'm a son of God I am a child of God. I am capable to fly. When you stretch your wings, they start falling off. And you climb up. And you climb to one level of justification. That's good enough, brother. But you need to come up high. I don't know what level you want to see. But I want to tell you. And I came to tell you there is more. There is a level of faith that you've never had before. As we start thanking God now for the Father that He's brought us, start thanking God now in your own words. He's brought you this far. It's my faith, brother, that you're this far. But I've come to introduce to you There is a faith That you've never had before And you can soar You can go To a place Where you will know Even as you are known Even as, Even as you are known Even as you are known You will know even as you are known, God knows you. So you know that God knows. And then you know based on God's knowledge you get to that place like Job. I also know that no matter what happens it's going to be alright no matter the struggle no matter the suffering I know it is going to be fine I can feel someone has not understood it the three Hebrew children they were people who knew their God. But when they stood before the king, they told the king, No, we can't bow. I know. Listen, saints. They knew. You can stand in school. 
You can stand in your workplace. You can stand in your family. And say, I know my God. I know my God will deliver me. But even if it doesn't, that is the faith that I am talking about. But do you know what that faith produced? Because they knew their God. And they knew that they were going to be alright. Right in the fire. To a person who knows exploits are going to be done. Right in that fire, God was right there with them. Do not struggle, do not struggle, it's by faith. Set your wings on the wings of faith. Oh, set your wings.
Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we come to you, O God, as everybody's going into prayer right now, Lord. For, O God, O glory, this is our desire that we'll be able to come to that place of knowledge, O God. Father, Lord, having a faith that we have not had before, to be able to stand at a place and say, yes, I know, I know. I know everything is going to work out for my good. I know it's all right with me because... I know, my God. I know who I am. And Lord, here the people, Lord, have come, Lord Jesus, to seek after you. We realize, Lord, we are gathered in your presence. It's not about what a man can say or what a man can preach or what a man will hear. But it's about what you will make alive. Lord, for your word has gone forth and you've made it alive. And people here, Lord, have heard that word and it has impacted their lives, oh Lord Jesus. And they have come at the altar because they want to see you. They want to meet you. They want to come to that place where they can say, I know, I know. No matter what is going through in my life, I know, I know Jesus, amen, will make everything all right with me. That's a faith, Lord Jesus Christ, that we want you to give each and every one of them, Lord. That they will know that this is just a script. And they are acting on this script. That whatever may be going wrong in their life, that's not really them. It's not their portion. For their portion is in the book. Their portion is what you have written, Lord. For a preview has already been given of the bride. And we know who we are. 
Father Lord, may they realize and come to that place of knowledge, of realizing who they are, Father, that nothing will shake them, nothing that has come in their lives, nothing that will come and nothing that shall be hereafter that will shake them, that they will know as they are really known. We will know as we are known of you, Father. Bring us to that place, Lord Jesus. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to dwell, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, if you brought a man of God all the way from Nairobi just to come for these souls, Lord, that are at the altar, and maybe a few more, Lord, that are in their seats and desiring, Lord, to come to that place of knowledge, then our time in your presence has been worth it, Lord. For, Father, Lord, you, you can do anything to reach out to a soul. And, Lord, I know every service is for somebody here, Lord. And I know that the things that have been said and the burden you had laid on his heart has gone out of Father, Lord, and accomplished the purpose for which it has been sent. For someone here can say, uh, the Lord has made me, the Lord has spoken to me. Sobola. Embera yonaje tuisem kama wange ema bega tujisemo kutusamchera chino sobolo kumanyanti osobola nokuchirawo wakatonda tewali mlalali ngakwe mukama tewali akwenkana osani doktenderezebwa osani doksenzibwa tata dikenya lukulumizwe mukama enye otenderezebwe Osando kwewe chitiwa tata Webele Yesu Webele Yesu Yesu msinzo tanike wicheno Jitani kile mafuto, jitani kile manji Jitani kile mwanguzi Mubiri kwa kuizo kwa mkohu Neme meyo Eyaya no kwengiro kumanya mkama Kupeda mkupeda wokwe Okumuno nyanga wacha inzo kulavika if you said a bit young at the South Shore of Kuana Casaranga, Okueda Mukueda or Kwam Kama, Woboka Funi, Munoni, Muganda, and Munoni Manyan as the Nomotimagona, Nawa Chains or Kuravika. Whenever you get an opportunity in His presence, use it, utilize it. It's not every day we have this opportunity, it's just once in a week. So take your time. Don't be in so much a hurry until you lose the opportunity. Seize the moment, friends. Seize the moment, my brother, my sister. Whatever God has spoken to you about, meditate on that and listen to the voice of the Spirit.
feel the pool. I hear the call, and it's I feel the pool. I hear the call. And his spirit is moving me to give my